All right, welcome to Gunners GM Podcast, Episode 6. Today, Macca and I will go into detail on World Cup games from the quarterfinals, followed by our predictions for the semis. After I've stopped rambling about Southgate out and praising Bukayo Saka, we'll move on to Arsenal friendlies and their preparation in Dubai. Following that, we'll speak on transfer rumours and, of course, restarting the league on Boxing Day against West Ham. My name's Gav, and joined, as always, by Maka. How you going, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Good to uh, be here again. How you doing? Yeah, good, mate. Good. We seem to have the same conversation to start every podcast. Fuck, it's hot over here, eh? <laughs> yeah, fuck, mate. Did you get that big storm last night? No, we are meant to get it, but it just sort of went around us, which is good. But, oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah, she was uh, pretty wild up here. Um, yeah, just as I was heading to bed. I'll be yeah. up, really, but, uh, yeah, fucking crazy weather this time of the year. I do love it, though. I love a good yeah, storm. Yeah, for sure. Cools it down a bit. Yeah. Saves uh, trying to get sleep in the 35 degree heat, so, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, no, stop, do, um, doing pretty well, though, bro. I'm just honestly just keen for <clears throat> Premier League to restart again, man. It's, um, yeah, World Cup just seems to be dragging on a bit for me a little bit. Um, it's good. I'll yeah. be yipping and yahooing when the final comes around, but yeah, very keen for Arsenal to get back to it. 27th? 27th, no. yeah. 27th. Yeah, Boxing Day over there, 27th here. Fuck, I'm keen. Yeah. Yeah, fuck, I am so keen. Yeah, oh dude, we've got a God. couple more friendlies before then. We can, we'll can we speak on those a bit later, but yeah. It's, um, yeah. Should be good. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I have I, I have enjoyed this World Cup still. And these days that it hasn't been on, I've been like, oh, fuck, I should have yeah, gone up to watch those YM yeah. games, you know? Like, I just... <laughs> yeah, like, cause you, like, we really have to enjoy it while it lasts. Like, this yeah. happens once every four years. And, yeah, obviously it's a shame. Like, we've spoken about it. We fucking banged on about it, like, the timing's obviously awful and that, but, yeah, we still have to enjoy it while it lasts, like, and, yeah, these next four games, or five, including the, uh, the losers from the two semifinals, um, yeah, will be awesome, two semifinals, a final, oh, six games, sorry, that's not bad, (laughs) yeah, Super, super keen to watch these games, mate. Yeah, um, they're definitely not taking it for granted, though. Like that, uh, we'll speak about it in depth later, but that Holland and Argentina game the other morning, that was one of my favourite games I've watched for quite some time now. It was fucking unreal. Yeah, that was hot. Um, it was really good to see. Us. Yeah, again, we'll speak about it depth in a minute or soonish. Um, yeah, it was awesome. It was fucking awesome. And, oh, like, I just sounds like a fucking. I sound like a broken record. Just speaking about how good Messi is too, and how much of a privilege it is to watch him play. Like we have to, another thing we have to enjoy while it lasts. We've just mm. seen, uh, just seen Ronaldo have his last one. Well, probably yeah. Oh, most for sure, that's his last one. Yeah. Yeah, and um, hello, yeah, fucking Christ. Another thing I love about World Cup upsets. Um, yeah, I absolutely love it. Excuse me, mate. I still have a cough. I just cannot shake. But, um, <laughs> That's all good. Still feeling good. But, um, yeah, mate, strip in. Fucking so keen. So keen. Um, 
Croatia Brazil. Yeah, I was just looking for the first game. Um, did you, you? You didn't catch much of that one, did you? Your alarm didn't go off, correct? Yeah, my alarm yeah, nice. did not go off. Nice. Fucking fuming. Um, Missed a good one. Yeah, I obviously it's always good to watch Brazil. I've watched the highlights, and um, <laughs> yeah, I mean the results. What it is, I don't think anyone would have picked it. That's for sure. Oh God, no, no. Did you end up watching that one? I watched most of it. I ducked in and out of sleep a couple of times. Unfortunately, missed both goals live, um, which was sick. <laughs> I love that. Um, and then, yeah, woke back up for the penalty shootout. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, which was, as soon as I saw it went to pens, I just thought Croatia were going to win. Like, the way, like, Rodrigo, he took the first pen, um, just the way he walked up, I'm like, he's not scoring this, there's no chance. Um, yeah, right. Not confident. Yeah, yeah he just looked shit as well. Awful penalty too. Awful. Wasn't even a good save. It was just a shit pen. Yeah, okay. Fuck. We've seen a few of them, actually, haven't we? Yeah, Spain's shootout was awful. Japan's was terrible. <laughs> Been a couple but, bad ones. Sorry, who was that? Who was that player that sent it to fucking Mars? Um, plays for Spuds. I can't think of his name. Never um, heard of her. Mumbles worse than I do. Um... <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Anyway, we'll get into that later. Um, yeah. So, I do hate seeing teams go out and go through on penalty shootouts. I know it's, like, it is what it is. I just hate seeing it come down to that. I fucking hate it so much. Yeah, I do too, um, for the most part, but, like, in games like that, like Brazil on paper and the way the game was played out should have won that and should have won comfortably. And on the day, they just weren't good enough. And to see like an underdog go through, um, good team, not a excellent team by any means, but to see Croatia hold on for a full 120 and to go through, like I'm all for it in that situation. Like Brazil should have won that. Like, yeah. I heard their keeper, uh, Levakovic, I could be butchering that name. Um, oh, that was perfect. Absolute, <laughs> had an absolute outstanding game. Um, yeah, it was sound, yeah. Yeah? Mm. Yeah, that's good to hear. Um, yeah, I think, he, I think he plays in the Croatian League. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, Kiev, uh, I think. I think he plays Yeah, good. okay. okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, just look at the stats, like 9 to 20 total and then one mm-hmm. on target for Croatia, a Croatia and 11 on target for Brazil. Yeah. Uh, I know stats aren't everything, but they're a good indication as to how the game went. Um, I mean, you throw back to stats, like looking at Spain's game, like, it was just fucking appalling. Like they had, yeah, 73% possession or something like that. A thousand passes and still fucking lost. So yeah. Yeah, it's always great looking back at stats in hindsight. Um, but yeah, anyway, Brazil um, should have gone through. That is another one to add to that list of the <coughs> number one ranked team in the world going out early, coming into a World Cup, being ranked number one, and then shitting the bed. Yeah, so, um, yeah. I've seen that happen to Belgium. Obviously. Yeah, you called that last podcast too, I think. Um, with, oh, no, you were talking about France, sorry, the winners of the yeah. previous tournament. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, which, um, by the way, I think it was Martin Tyler actually talking about that. Um, so so two, two nations have done it before, Italy and Brazil, but they're back in like oh, early to mid-1900s, I think. I think, so yeah, I think happened for like, fairly confident it was 60 years ago from memory. Yeah, that rings a bell. Um, yeah. Back in the 60s, maybe, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, My math isn't yeah. great, but that's 60 years ago. <laughs> yeah, you know, thereabouts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll talk about that later as well. But, yeah, Brazil. I mean, you look at their squad and... It's fucking well-rounded. Arguably, apart from their right-back, Danilo, which I think's been average for a, a few years now. Um, apart from that, I mean, Allison starts in goals, right? Then you have fucking that, like, Webberton. I've never really seen him play. And Edison on the bench. Um, and the depth goes on. I mean, even like Tiago Silva. I know he's, like, four years old now, but... He still plays like he's one of the best centre-backs in the world. and I think he is, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. He's top, he's top um, 10 easy. Oh, for sure, dude. yeah. I, I reckon, yeah. Uh, obviously, that likes Neymar. Obviously, our boy Martinelli didn't get on, which is a shame. But fuck Brazil, so <laughs> it's what it is. Um, you just look at us. Yeah, I know teams on paper don't win it, and clearly we've seen that from... Their Croatian performance and the Moroccan performance in more recent games, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's it's just really interesting to to have a look at that and yeah, just just teams on paper don't win games. So. Yeah, um, yeah, you definitely can't take it for granted, can you? No, absolutely, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Like, what are your thoughts on that game? Oh, yeah, what are your thoughts on that game, mate? Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, it was obviously a bit surprising. Um, yeah, I don't know. As you said, it feels like always feels like a bit of a cop-out to see a team go out on pens, but it's just the game's the game. Um, can't change it. Brazil should have won it, like, comfortably, to be honest. Um, Croatia's keeper was really, really good. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. It's, I, don't, I don't, don't mind an upset when I'm at a, from a neutral perspective. Like, I've got no horses in that race anymore so it's, um yeah i don't mind seeing an upset yeah everyone loves a good underdog story obviously um another point to add apparently that's um that sent back for leipzig uh jos josco Vardiol. that's the line yeah probably butchering that name that's pretty um, close <laughs> um had an absolute cracking game as well. I don't know because yeah, he did. Yeah, he hasn't had yeah, a bad yeah. game yet. Yeah, making a big name for himself um, on an international stage, which is obviously the place to do it. Modric, the bastard, about four years old again. <laughs> Probably one of the best midfielders still. Um, I'd, I'd say he's just behind. Oh, well, yeah, I'd say he's behind KDB. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's, he's still so fucking good, man. He's, I like have I ha, like I hate that he used to play for Tottenham too, but have the utmost respect for Luka Modric. Like, just a fantastic midfielder, like, so fucking good. If, yeah, just yeah. I don't have a lot of time for any <coughs> Spurs players, past or present, but he's probably one of <laughs> one of two, maybe. Oh, 
Yeah, no, it's probably just him, to be fair. Oh, Sol Campbell. Yeah, yeah I was going to say Sol <laughs> Campbell, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the rest of the team, I mean, like, ah, oh, I don't know. Perisic got a lot of, lot of hype at Inter. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of hype. And, like, granted, he's probably not a bad player. I haven't seen a lot of him, but he hasn't done that much since he's been at Spurs. Uh, to be fair, they play that shitty fucking stupid formation. It's boring as all hell. Um, yeah. So the player doesn't have a lot of room to, to do much uh, along the left-hand side, I guess. I think I'm pretty sure he plays on the left-hand side. Um, yeah, they play him at a like, left wing back in a far back. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, Mateo Kovacic as well. I know he plays at Chelsea now. hate that, but he's not a bad midfielder too. Unfortunately, yeah, I really wish I watched this game, but um, yeah, it is what it is. So. Yeah, they've um, definitely got enough. <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, enough quality and experience to do to maybe cause another upset in the next round. Um, like on paper, you'd sit there and say no, but fuck, man, who knows? Like anything <laughs> can happen. It's I've been wrong countless times this World Cup, so who knows what's going to happen. They've definitely got enough quality and experience there to do something in the next stage. So. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. They're not they're yeah. not there by accident or mistake. Like, they're there on merit at this stage. You can't really argue that. Exactly. Um, and they've been, they've been in this position before. Like, mm-hmm. um, oh, so, sorry, they've been to the, to the grand final of the World Cup recently. Was it, it wasn't the last one, was it? It wasn't against France. It was, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Was it? I'm just going to fact check that real quick. Um, maybe, yeah, it was. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Had me down myself for a second there. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, yeah, no, I remember watching that now. Yeah, man, Zuka's got no goal. Fuck it, stuff, that's right. This is throwing me back a little bit, yeah. Anyway, just uh, a little bit off topic there. Um, it was a 2014. Oh, yeah, no, no. That's all right. Was, um, yeah, Germany Argentina. That's correct. My, yeah, fuck. That Germany team, man, was, was something else. Holy fuck. Yeah. That was, yeah. Wow. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's about all my thoughts from that Brazil Croatia game. Yeah, um, me too, bud. Yeah, sweet. Um, go now. on to excluding any Australia games. My favourite game of the tournament. <laughs> yeah. Struggling over there. Sorry. My favourite game yeah. of the tournament so far. Um, Holland and Argentina. Two all at the end of uh, regulation time and extra time. Um, yeah, for Holland to bring those two goals back right at the end there. Um, Argentina look home and hosed. I'm... We're in a group chat with a good, good friend of ours, Hendrick, who's Dutch, um, and we're all yipping and yahooing and giving him a bit of grief, saying, <laughs> Holland are going home, enjoy the flight home, all of that. And, yeah, like, fair play. That substitution, bringing on Weghorse is just, yeah. I said this at the time. I thought they probably could have started him because he would have been matched up with um, Lissandro Martinez for the most part, and there's, like, about a seven-foot difference between those two blokes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, for him to come on, that free kick, that free kick routine rather was just fucking unreal. I don't think anyone saw that coming. It was, yeah, at the, like, yeah, I literally sat up off my chair when that happened. <laughs> Typical Louis Van Hull, uh, 
set piece, really. If there's something he's known for, it's fucking bizarre. Uh, or you say unusual tactics in, in a game, really. Um, he was, I think it was like that at United. It was many, yeah. many years ago now. Uh, but yeah, that was a straight out of Louis Van Gaal uh, handbook, I think. Um, yeah, no one saw it coming, really. Argentina definitely didn't, that's for sure. But such an easy way to concede, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Um, yeah. Maybe. I mean, yeah. In hindsight, again, doesn't matter because Argentina went through anyway, but imagine if I didn't, you'd be fucking kicking yourself, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, we, you and I aren't even remotely Argentine, and we would have been heartbroken just purely for Messi, I think. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Hey. Um, and, like, especially the performance he put in, not only in that game, but every game prior so far, he's been, like, just unplayable, really. Um, yeah. Especially yeah, during this game, like outside of like his goals and assists and all of that, um, just his general play is just fucking so so clear of anyone else I've ever watched play football. Yeah, that assist as well, just yeah. Oh my lord! I don't know how he makes. I could so watch easy. that all day. Yeah, like any. That's the thing, and like even I was watching the um, halftime analysis by Craig Foster and. Mm-hmm. And he, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, like when Messi turns inside, like it's all over kind of thing. And then he gets to like where he sends um, uh, Molina, no, um, Molina, sorry, mm-hmm. um, sends him through. He's like, yeah, so I don't know exactly how he did this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, only Messi can do that, man. And yeah, or maybe like a. Yeah, you know, if you want to beat his dick a little bit too. Um, <laughs> like, oh, he's just something else, hey? He is an absolute privilege to watch. Just so fucking good, man. So fucking good. I love watching him. And just the way... Well, he took his first pen during the game and then even his penalty during oh. the shootout. Are you fucking kidding me? Just, Dude. oh, the composure on him. Balls of steel. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> just, if that doesn't scream, like, like not arrogance, like, confidence, mm. I don't know what does, hey. Like, just cool as a cucumber, hey. Mm-hmm. Oh, my, yeah. We've seen that same pen butchered and butchered, and they've been made an absolute fool. Yeah. But, um, and mind yeah, you, that caper was like... I can't remember how tall he was. He was I think he was flirting with seven foot though, that Holland keeper. Yeah. Um, boy. They yeah, to make him there. like in a penalty to make him look that stupid and that far away from the ball is just so impressive. Oh, it's yeah, it's awesome. It's so good to watch. Um Yeah. It yeah. It, it, that that performance was what we wanted from Argentina. I think that's what we've been expecting. From Argentina as well. Like last party, we we said they needed really step it up a couple of gears, and I think this performance, even though it's still a draw, was was at that level that we had expected, really, or that we wanted to see from Argentina. Like they were, I thought they were mountains above Netherlands. Um, all it takes is you know a couple of opportunities, and Netherlands scored them, but 
was like, literally oh, just two lapses in concentration and games of draw. That was all it was. The Argentina <laughs> were ahead and in control for the most part of that game, except for maybe like a five, ten minute period. Like that last ten, or oh, yeah, you'd say twenty minutes really. Yeah. Um, even then, like Argentina still had a couple of opportunities at the end. Um, they weren't as clear cut as the ones they had against Australia, but they, yeah, it wasn't like that. They, they were sitting back, obviously, um, as you would and as you'd expect, but they were still counter-attacking pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and Netherlands scored like the what was it, hundred and uh, hundred and so that's ninetieth. Plus 11. That's, that was his second goal in all time. Oh, then that's why I didn't score. Yeah, and the young. Um, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. I really fucked that up. Um, so, yeah, so in the 101st minute of the game, um, which is frustrating for Argentina. But anyway, um, yeah, I am so happy that Argentina went through. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would have hated to see them go out and pen, so I really would have hated that. And then Amy comes out and saves the first two. <laughs> it was nearly like a home and hose. Um, yeah, literally. Yeah. Um, excuse me. Fucking <coughs> God, I cannot shake this head. Um, yeah, so to see them go through, I'm so happy for them. I think Messi's really on track now to... To get uh, to have a good chance at the World Cup, I don't want to fuck that chance up. Uh, touch wood, but um, yeah, yeah it, it's yeah, it, it's good to see. Uh, it's what we wanted, and I know there's a lot of like Australian supporters out there that are on the against Argentina bandwagon now um, because they knocked us out. And like, I know we had this conversation not long ago. It's not like an Italy situation where we got fucking gypped. Um, yep. Like, I've seen it, I've seen it, they went, like, they won fair and square. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. I'd love to see Argentina win. I've said that from the start. Um, yeah, what, what are your thoughts, mate? Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, as I said earlier, like, it was literally, like, my favourite game I've watched so far. It was... Yeah, really dominant from Argentina for the most part. Um, just to watch Messi just rip and tear and do his thing. It's just, yeah. It's, yeah, there's not many greater pleasures for me. Um, and then, yeah, just the excitement at the end, though. Like, that's the stuff that gets you up off your seat and gets you fucking hyped for it. Um, and then, yeah, a lot of the, like, post-game, like, a lot of the shithousery there just from Messi <laughs> and uh, the Argentine players because Holland were giving it the big and a lot in the build-up to that game. A lot of, like, the journalists, some of the players, the coaches, um, a lot of ex-Dutch players, like, riding off Messi, saying we've got him, like, he's not going to do anything. Um, there's a, I don't, I'll misquote it for sure, but the goalkeeper had said something like every shot Messi takes, I will save or something along those lines. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, there was a bit of a shout out with Messi's celebration that he did with the ear cupping. Um, that was a oh, shout yeah. out to Raquel May, the old Argentine player. Um, yeah, man, a lot of that. I love that sort of shit, all the shithousery and stuff like that. That always makes it a bit more fun. Yeah, Absolutely. It's um, 
<laughs> just a fucking nail in the coffin, really, for mm-hmm. Netherlands. Uh, I love to see it. And while we're on that note, like, again, I know we were, like, we were talking about it in the Ongo. Um, I just love the South American passion. And mm-hmm. that stadium was blue and white. Yeah. Uh, apart from that little section of about 20 people just behind the goals. Um, I think there was 4,000 people, they said on our TV coverage, 4,000 Dutch fans. Yeah, right. That was it. Shit. That's, um, yeah. I mean, if you're Argentina playing in front of that, like, just imagine. imagine well, even the just the wall of Argentine fans behind that goal for the shootout, it was hard to imagine Holland were going to go through. Yeah, like, it... In, in situations like that, we've seen it again and again. It's, it comes down to, like, your most confident players. Mm-hmm. Um, you just said before, like, Rodrigo was not confident going up to that pen. And, yeah, shit the bed, obviously. And it's such a confidence thing, pens. Um, One thing I did love from Holland was after the coin toss, um, Virgil grabbed the ball. He said, we're going first. I'm fucking taking it. And for the captain to... Like, for Virgil, the captain, to just grab the ball and say, I'm going first, I've got it. Missed, obviously. Missed his mm. shot. But, um, yeah, yeah, that, like, the fact that he stood up and he's been like, I've got this team on my back, I'm going to fucking go do it. Um, that's huge for me, I love that. Yeah, that's what you want from your captain. Yeah. And that's what you want to see as a player from your captain as well. Yeah. You want to see that confidence. Like, imagine looking for support and then seeing your fucking captain, like, yeah. Shit in the bed, or just you know, going a little bit quiet. Like you, you hate that. It's a confidence game. Like you, you see when like players are down, it's it's most likely because they don't have any confidence. And like it's just it's such a mental game. People don't respect that enough. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, again, we look at Messi, and he's got all the confidence in the world for good reason. But it it shows on how fucking good he is. Um, it's so, yeah, it's such a big confidence game. Um, yeah, such a big confidence game. And, yeah, for the Argentines, obviously it would have helped having the sea of blue and white there. Um, yeah, I love seeing that. I really did. Yeah. Um, yeah, stoked to see them go through, man. I'm in the same boat as you now. I hope they go all the way and win it. Win it all. <laughs> now that certain... Grand Red Team of Bologna. Yeah, <laughs> I was <laughs> hoping we could avoid that yarn. Um, <laughs> might talk about that one before England and France. <laughs> um, yeah. Obviously, I've been very public about hanging my hat on Portugal um, <laughs> to win the lot. Um, and they lost to Morocco. What was the score? It's two... No, it was 2... No, it's 1-0. 1-0, that's it, sorry. Yeah, 1-0. Um, did, you, did you want to speak about that next? Yeah, we'll get it out of the way. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> um, do you have the team sheet on you there? I don't, don't have my phone. Uh, yeah, mate. So Because a lot of those selections I weren't real happy with. Okay, I'll, I'll read out the big names that they had on the, had on the bench. Um, <laughs> I don't know who Diogo Costa is, their goalkeeper, but they had like, Rui Patricio and Jose Sarr on the bench. Mm-hmm. Um which I think Saar got... Oh, fuck, I could be wrong, but I think he had a cracking season last year at Wolves. Um, yeah, Costa's Bordeaux's keeper. 
Porto's keeper. Okay, there you go. Porto, um, yeah. But Porto, sorry. Yeah. Porto. <laughs> I was like, are you playing the French area? Yeah, anyway. Um, anyway, so that, that Joao Paulinho from Fulham. Obviously, Ronnie, Andre Silva from... Um, uh, he plays in Germany, I forget. He used to be Frankfurt. No, I think he moved to Leipzig. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I think so. Started like a... Yeah, he's a Leipzig. good striker. Yeah, like a fucking up there striker. Um, Raphael Leal. Yeah. I'm picturing that from Milan. Uh, Joaquin Silo. Oh, my lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I guess, like, there's other, uh, there's other names on there for, like, you know, above average, but... You, you could say they like they probably wouldn't start, so that's fair. Um, do we read to their lineup or? Uh, no, um, I've got it up now. Yeah, you're right. Okay. So, so like, on paper, it's good enough to beat Morocco. Like logically, you would think so. Um, I think it's you'd nearly say on paper that's fucking good enough to win. Like, yeah, yeah. To like the World Cup, that is. Yeah. It's fucking so good that Gonzalo Ramos has just come off. A hat trick? Did he score a hat trick last game? Yeah, like... he did. Yep. Oh, um, they had such a good game against Switzerland, mm-hmm. and they shit the bed. Had no fucking chance. Like they had nothing going forward. And anyway, I'll let you go because I was really going to go off on a ringle there. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I was probably being a bit nit- nitpicky, <laughs> but like at the time when the lineups were announced, obviously Cancelo has to start. That's non-negotiable, I don't think. That's a um, no-brainer. Yeah, and you're getting to hey, the oh. hairy stages of a tournament and you've got the greatest goal scorer of all time in your squad. You'd have to fucking start Ronaldo. Like, that's... I, yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's a question. Um, Maybe Ramos and, starts, like... Sorry, uh, like in Euros, semi-finals, something. Not for a fucking World Cup quarter-final. Yeah. Come yeah. on, like... And Ramos and Felix oh. both had poor games, really, really poor. Um, mm-hmm. I thought Bruno Fernandez was really, really good. He was a standout for me. Um, but, yeah, even like Liao, as you mentioned before, you could start him as well. Um, Ramos, like, obviously he's come off a hat-trick, sure, but it's a fucking quarter-final of a World Cup. Like, use your brain a little bit. You've got Cristiano Ronaldo in your squad available, fit, and wanting to play. Like how many times? How many times has he turned up in a big game for Portugal as well as every other club that he's played for? Like fuck me, dead. Exactly. Um, Oh, but even outside of that, like that midfield doesn't fill me with confidence defensively. Um, Mm. Neves, Octavio, like Neves is sound defender, like he's serviceable. Um, Octavio is not a defender. Bernardo Silva, not even remotely a defender. Um, it just leaves you so many holes in the middle of the park there. Um, a lot of quality yeah. going forward, sure, but if you're not going to take your chances, like, you need a and bit you say, of stability like, there. Ruben Neves is like more of a box-to-box instead of like an all-out CDM. Yeah, um, he's, he's never going to sit in that six role. Nah, and why would he? Like, he's, he's good going forward, and you know, therefore he doesn't, well, at least for Wolves, he's not defending as much. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's a problem because of where Wolves are um, at the moment. But, yeah, anyway. Um, uh, carry on, carry on. On to the um, 
but yeah, I don't, yeah, the back line was fine. Like Cancelo has to start. Like Guerrero's great. Delo's having a really, really good year. That centre back partnership writes itself. Um, mm-hmm. Diaz and Pepe. Um, Cancelo has to be one of those fullbacks. That's just yeah, non-negotiable. Um, yeah. Costa's a good enough keeper. Like that team's good enough. I think I'm just salty still. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I've been very, very public um, personally about hanging my hat on that team. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a tough one to swallow. That I've copped uh, quite a few messages about it. Um, yeah, <laughs> Ken Solo needs to start. Yeah. Oh man, like have you like have they not been watching his performances at City? I just. It just fucking baffles me. It just He's like, so it good. just screams to me like they thought they were going to get through and just resting guys for the next round. I think that's what it comes oh, down to. Yeah, maybe. It, it, it could be on the money there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, possibly. I I think these guys are still at a level where they can go game after game after game yeah. for the duration of a World Cup. Not for a whole season, season, obviously. Um, but Kinsella, Kinsella and Ronnie need to be starting. There's no debating that. Mm-hmm. Kinsella can play anywhere. <laughs> anywhere. Like, and he's such a creative fullback, too. Yeah. That's what they needed as well. They were all going forward, I thought. Or maybe in Rocco's defense, um, they were defensively. Excellent. And then that was the other were. thing I was going to say. Like, I can't not give credit to Morocco there. Like, they were really, really sound. Like, they had a game plan and they stuck to it and pulled it off. They were never oh, going yeah. to go into that game trying to trade punches with Portugal. They would have got smoked. Um, yeah. They had a game plan and they stuck to it and it worked. So, yeah. Hats off to them, hey? Yeah. Yep. Um, going back to brain farts as well. Um, yeah. Obviously, everyone saw that Diego Costa had an absolute blunder with that goal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, as a keeper, I I feel call myself a keeper now, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've spent the majority of my footballing career keeping, so I'll just say the keeper. Oh, it's a career now, is it? It's a career. <laughs> Short lived. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. I feel for him because keepers are so easily judged um, when they fuck up. Sorry about that, guys. Just a bit of a uh, slight interruption there. Um, going back to my point about keepers, like they're so heavily criticised when things go wrong. And it's just the football world. It is what it is. It's not fair, but it is what it is. And Diego Costa had a had, he did have a blunder, um, and it cost them the goal that obviously led to them crashing out. And all it takes is one blunder from a keeper, and I fucking hate that about the footballing world. Strikers can miss opportunity after, after opportunity after opportunity. Doesn't really get as criticised as a keeper does, but I mean. Again, it is what it is. So, on that note, yeah, Morocco took their opportunity, scored the goal, and, um, yeah, banged out the rest of the uh, second half. 
um, with a great defensive performance. They had th- and- I just checked then. They had 35 clearances compared to Portugal's two. 35 yep. clearances. Yep. Holy fuck. That is... That's a lot. Yeah, um, it was a bit similar to that Spanish game we were speaking about. Um, Portugal had 70-plus percent possession as well. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Spain, another disappointment. But, yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, that Sofian Amrabat had a, mm-hmm. had a good game as a midfielder. Um, Ziyech wasn't too bad. Um, Roman Saiz and Hakimi were fucking excellent as well. Yeah, I thought so. I mean, yeah, the whole, whole team were excellent. Obviously, um, Yusef El Nesiri, I think. That's the one, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, you can jump about three metres in the air. <laughs> so after that, I go, oh, fuck, man. Um, I can't say I watch a lot of the Moroccan, have watched a lot of the Moroccan games. Um, or even a lot of the Moroccan players individually at a club level. Um, obviously, apart from like Ziyech, uh, Hakimi, Saiz for, for Wolves. Um, and the rest of them I don't think I've ever watched, really. But, again, if there's one place to step up, it's at the World Cup on an international level. And they have, um, obviously, breaking the record for the African... Uh, African nations, um, the first African nation f- to make the semi final. Yeah, okay. Which, that's right. Which is huge, absolutely yep. huge. Um, so yeah, good on them. Hats off to them. Hey, unfortunately, we didn't get to see the showdown that we all wanted. Um, that I wanted Portugal versus Argentina in the, in the final. That's assuming Portugal beat France and so forth. But um, that would have been amazing. Amazing. Um, Too good to be true, obviously. (laughs) Took the words out of my mouth, mate. (laughs) Too good to be true. Even Piers Morgan asked um, Ronnie in that interview, and Ronnie's like, no, no, it won't happen. It Mm. won't happen. Yeah, paraphrasing. But, um, yeah, anyway, Portugal crash out, and uh, Morocco go through. Yep. Gav was in tears. (laughs) <laughs> you and Brady, mate. You and Brady. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much all I wanted to talk about in terms of quarterfinals. I'll speak about yeah, our predictions shortly. Um, want to speak about I had, England first? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's what I meant for that, yeah. um, for that game. <laughs> Do I want to speak about it? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, oh, fuck me. All right, where do we start? <laughs> it's funny, you and I are sort of on conflicting sides. Like, um, I do have a soft spot for England. Um, it's just obviously I'm Australian, but I'm half English as well, so I um, do have a soft spot for them. Um, so I do get frustrated by it, but um, not as much as proper English fans do. Um, and then you're on the opposite end of the spectrum. Anytime England lose, you're yipping and yahooing and having a great time. So, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. yeah, man, it's I don't know, I man. Think, Fran- France, yeah. are, France are too good. Um, at the end of the day, France are just too good. Um, I don't think 
that team selection, there was anything majorly wrong there? Um, for France. For England. Oh. Um, like that front three rights itself. Um, I think that midfield, I'm reasonably happy with that. Um, Hendo's just great leader. Yeah. Declan's been really, really good, and Jude is just fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I think that back line, for me personally, and the goalkeepers where it starts to be questions raised, but, I mean, Maguire seems to play well for England more often than not. Um, Stones, Walker, both great. Um, I think Shaw's been okay, not great, um, but they don't have a left-back outside of him, really, unless they're going to play Trippier out there, move him to the other side. Um, and then I don't rate Pickford at all, so... In saying that, I thought Bakayo was. Yeah, I thought Bakayo was fucking unreal. That was one of the better games I've seen him play in an England shirt, for sure. I think, from my point of view, that game was pretty much 9 out of 10 in terms of the way I wanted it to go. The only thing I would have liked to have seen was France put on like four and be like four nil. That would have been fucking amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did say that in the previous <laughs> podcast. I thought it was going to be a bit of a bit of a humping. Um, it wasn't at the end. I thought England were quite good. They, they had a few calls not go their way. I thought, um, but you know, you can't rely on refs for results at the end of the day. Fuck no, we've learned that. Uh... In the recent years, haven't we? Mm-hmm. So, Saka having a good, like, a fucking outstanding game was awesome. He was the main man doing anything, creating anything for that English team. He was amazing. Um, and this is obviously probably a little bit more biased than anything because we obviously support Arsenal and fucking love Saka, but I don't think you could find a player, like, I don't think you could find a fan, sorry, that would disagree with that, though. Mm-hmm. Like, Arsenal fan or not, like, they would, you couldn't not say that Saka was, like, you know, it wasn't good, because he was fucking phenomenal. Above, like, Foden and above, and I was going to say Bellingham, but different positions, I thought Bellingham had a fucking excellent game still. Um, and what a player he is. Holy fuck. Um, Saka was above levels in terms of everyone else in that English team. It was so fucking good, man. Um, so for him to have an excellent game, but lose was like a perfect outcome for me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and then Olivier Giroud bagging another goal. Love to see it. Love to see it. About to say Giroud scoring and compounding that with Kane missing a penalty to lose the game. It's uh, (laughs) no, you're on cloud nine. I love it. I love it. I hate Tottenham. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love seeing Kane fuck up. I really do. Was not the team in tears. That was that was fun. Yeah. (laughs) I just. I love it so much. Um, yeah, so 2-1 win to France. 
I think it was deserving me. So I, I don't think England played all that well as a team anyway. Um, oh, it's fucking dog. <laughs> um, Saka obviously fucking created the majority of the chances, and Drew Bellingham running his ass off like. England, that, England had a lot of chances, man, as a whole. You reckon? Yeah, yeah, big time. They had way more than France did. I'll pull that up. No way. I'll get that up right now. I don't think they... Yeah, 16 they... shots to 8. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They must have been that good, otherwise I would have fucking remembered it. Yeah, they had 8 on target. France had 5 on target. What are you reading? The stats. No way, I've got something up. That's different. Anyway. <laughs> what did yours say? Um, England had 14 on, like, in total, six on target. France yeah, okay. had nine on a total, oh, five so on target. Must be using different apps. I'm on the FIFA World Cup site, but... Yeah, yeah, okay, that's probably more accurate than... I'm using one football, but yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, anyway, I, I can't remember them. Like, to me, that victory was deservingly so. For France, like, I thought they were the better team anyway. Um... Just a quick shout-out as well. I know he's not going to start at the moment, but still would have been nice to see him, like to see Saliba get a bit of a bit of a run. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it is um, it is what it is. Like, it's not a shock that he didn't get a run, but it would have been nice anyway. Um, <clears throat> even like a quick little five-minute stint at the end to bring off an attacker kind of thing. But, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, his time will come. Yeah, his time will come, yeah. Um, but yeah, I love seeing England uh, crouching and burning. I love it. The fans are so fucking arrogant. Um, not all of them. Sorry, that's a very vast generalisation. But um, yeah, I love seeing them crash and burn. It's just so good. Um, yeah, that's yeah, pretty much all I wanted to say. I mean, I could bang on about them, you know, going out more, but and more about soccer, but yeah, that's okay. We'll be here for hours. So. Yeah. Um, that friend, I think our friends team on paper and on on game day deserved to go through anyway. Um, saying that, uh, Teo Hernandez did not have many answers for Saka. Um, mm. Well, Saka had a fucking field day against him. It's great to see. And, um, yeah, anyway, I, I don't want to speak about it too much. Um, Mbappo was fucking fantastic as usual. Sure, many banging a goal in. Um, he also gave away that first pen, didn't he? Yes, correct. Yeah, bit of a shame. But, yeah, anyway, that team, apart from, uh, apart from, like, Varane, oh, Varane, Varane, um, Griezmann, and Oli, Fairly young. Oh, and Larice as well. Fairly young. I think he'll be around for a while. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, but um, yeah. Do you want to move on to predictions, mate? Oh, I think so, man. Um, I think so. I think yeah, we're obviously going to be on the same page here with Argentina and Croatia, <coughs> which kicks yeah. off to. So yeah, when we're recording, kicks off tomorrow morning for us. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I'm. Saying Argentina go through, um, it just depends how they turn up on the day. I'm leaning towards they'll just edge it, maybe even pens again. Yeah, yeah, uh, probably. Knowing Croatia, 
Yeah, it's hard to say. They just turn up so well as a squad, so who knows, man. But, yeah, I yeah. think Argentina should just edge them out, maybe by a goal. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a good game, close game, I think. I think so, mate, yeah. Um, hope Messi has an absolute superb game. I'd love to see, like, another three or four, like a, uh, like a three or four uh, nil win. That would be awesome, but I don't see that happening at all. Yeah, I... Yeah, we've been wrong so many, and so many people have been wrong so many times during this World Cup. And, yeah, we, you never know. Like, you just never know what's going to happen. You can, like, I feel like it's impossible to predict. You, like, we'll say, I, I'm 100% in the same boat as you, Argentina, but if Croatia go through, I wouldn't be surprised as well. Um, but I'm going to say Argentina, 2-1. I reckon 2-1. What do you reckon, mate? Uh, I'll go one. We'll go one nil, Argentina. One nil. Okay. Okay. I back that, mate. I back that. Um, definitely going to get up and watch that. It's going to be a cracking game. Yeah, wouldn't miss it. Yeah, fuck no. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, on to the next game. Do you want to speak a bit more about that, or? Uh, yeah, move on to France and Morocco. Um, fuck, I've been wrong so many times. You would think, <laughs> one would think that this would be a bit of a touch-up, um, a comfortable win for France, you would think. Fuck, I don't know. I'll go <laughs> out of that. Um, I'd be leaning towards a 2-0 for France, I think, 2-0 win for France. It is, it's funny you say that because, like, obviously Morocco defends so well against Portugal. Um but this could be, like, this opposite effect could happen. Um, we've seen it so many times in the Prem where, like, lower teams have defended so well against this team or that team, and then the next game they've been pumped. Um, mm-hmm. I could see that happening. I probably will be wrong in saying that, but I can see it happening. Um, I'm going to say, like, I don't see Morocco scoring. I'm going to say, like, a 3 0 win. I'm pretty, yeah. I'm... Yeah, I think I think it'd be a three to win. Yeah. Um, and again, could be probably will be wrong. Morocco could be, prove me wrong, but I think that's how I see it playing out. Um, France is so good going forward, and Morocco didn't really have much going forward apart from yeah, a couple. Like they were actually not bad in the counter attack, but I yeah, I just I don't see France losing this one. Three 0 Yep. Um, yeah, it, happens. It, it should be comfortable. I think they've got yeah. too much quality all across the park to concede and to not score. I think it's yeah, it should be straightforward. It should <laughs> should 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 be. <laughs> um, yeah, and France Argentina final would be fucking amazing way to finish this World Cup too. Oh. And no disrespect to Croatia or Morocco, but I'd hate to see one of them in the final, or both of them in the final. Fucking Christ, imagine that. Yeah, I don't think that stadium would oh, be too full. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. Um, but yeah, a France-Argentina final would be ideal, and I'd love to see Argentina go on and win that. But um, you just never know. You never mm-hmm. know. Um, yeah, anyway, mate... Um, 
it's pretty much all I wanted to to say about the semi final uh, matchups. Um, how about yourself? Um, yeah, it's just about it. I think uh, probably wrap it up there for part one, and then we'll come back with some um, Arsenal business. All right, welcome back to part two. Um, we're going to dive straight into Arsenal's friendlies and their preparation so far in Dubai. So we've already played one game against Lyon. That was on the 9th of December. Um, won that one 3-0. Um, and in this pre-season tournament, they're doing a penalty shootout after each game, which I think is a cool idea. Um, just gets everyone a bit more practice and all that. Um, Carl Hine, our backup backup keeper, ended up making four saves in that. Um, all of those penalties were dreadful from Leon, um, but you know he still has to make the saves. Um, he looked really really good, really confident. Um, last time he played for us, he had a stinker. That was in the Carabao Cup against Brighton, was it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. He had a stinker then. So it was good to see him bounce back a little bit. Um. But yeah, no, it was a. I've only watched the highlights of that game. I didn't watch it live at all. Um, all three of our goals were really, really class. Um, we were three 0 up at half time, and then the first team came out, and the academy guys came in and played, um, and they seemed to hold it down really, really well. Um, the Wari looked like he had a really good game. Um, but yeah, I, as I said, I didn't watch the whole thing. Um, but yeah, there's a few really, really good goals there. Um, Gabriel scored a really nice header from a corner from Odegaard, um, who scored the second one. And Kedia scored from a Vieira assist, and Vieira scored a fucking cracker as well. Um, I think Vieira was best on park from all reports. He looked really, really sound. Um, did you you end up watching those highlights, hey? Yeah, just watched the highlights. Um just like you didn't watch it live, uh, I wouldn't even know where to watch it live. Uh, I think um, it's just on the on the Arsenal website. Oh yeah, like a pay per view or something like that. I hey, believe so. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's it's really good to see the young fellas get around. This is what the you know, friendly cups are all about. Because Arteta wants to see him get around. They need like, this is obvious football knowledge. But, like, you can train and train and train, but it's not the same minutes as actual game minutes. Um, and so to get some actual game minutes underneath their belt is just awesome to see. Mm-hmm. And even like that team that we started with, like Cedric, uh, Laconga, and you'd say Nelson, El Nenny, don't really get a lot of first-team minutes, so it's good to see them... Um, at least, I think I yeah, 67th minute, there was like this, I think it was nine, nine players went off at the 67th minute, so a whole, whole team whole change. Team, yeah. Um, to see all these young guns that, to be really honest, I haven't heard of a lot of them, um, well, at least a few of them. Uh, shocked that Marquinhos didn't start. He came on at the 46th minute for the year anyway, so. He could have had it's... two or three goals as well. And get the post oh, yeah. a couple of times, yeah. <coughs> yeah, he looked, he, he looked um, really, really sharp. Yeah, that's good Good to hear. We want to see him uh, thrive and do well. And, um, yeah, 3-0 victory is obviously pretty dominant. <laughs> um, 
especially against Leon, like they're not a bad team. And the team that they had was, I mean, I don't watch a lot of uh, the French league, but wasn't far off their first string team, I think. I don't believe they have a lot of players out at the World Cup. Um, if any. They have, yeah, if any. They have uh, like your Lopez and goals, not too bad. Kakare, right back, I think, um, isn't too bad. But like Taliso, Awa, Fabre, I think. Yeah, yeah, he starts for them, yeah. Um, obviously, Laka and Dembele. Um, I'm pretty sure this is their first ring team. Um, It'd be very, very close. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, on their, well, one of their subs was uh, old Jeff, Jeff Van Adelaide. Young Gum probably should never let go of, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, good to see him get some minutes as well. Mm. And um, yeah, I mean, 3 0 victory. Love to see it. And like you said, love to see that the uh, young guns held it down as well. Yeah. Just shit beds. So. Yeah, I look, I don't have a lot to say about it because I'd be telling fibs if I said I watched it and all that. But um, yeah, it's good to see the results. So it really is. Um, yeah, hopefully, especially for um, like Martin Odegaard, uh, he's. Oh, and Tierney and Gabrielle. You'd love to see them, you know, wanting to get some some flow and some uh, some movement, I guess, going into the to the restart of the season. Some mm-hmm. momentum, sorry, is the word I was looking for. Um, yeah, because they need it, obviously, the most. Um, and and Kelly and now, think about it. Um, yeah, I was just about to say yeah. that. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, yeah, it's good to see him, Katie, go goal. He's going to need all the confidence he can get, that's yeah, for sure. He's going to have plenty more chances to get a bit of confidence and momentum about him. We've got Milan on the 14th, and then we've got Juve on the 18th as well. Yeah. So, the Milan game, um, you'd expect a similar lineup, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would think so. We have now got how much, how often they play, if at all. I don't know. Guys returning from the World Cup, they've um, rejected the chance to have some extra time off, um, and they've just gotten straight to Dubai. So Xhaka, Party, Tomiyasu, Martinelli, and now Saka have all turned down their extra time off they're offered and just have flown straight to Dubai. So they're all there now and getting ready for maybe a chance to play. Um, I don't know whether they will or not. Um, I don't want to see Saka play just yet in that Milan game. I'd like to see him get a bit of time off. Yeah, and if the Euros is, is anything to go by, like when Saka came back from Euros, like you could see he was pretty tired. Obviously, that could have also been a bit of a confidence thing. Mm-hmm. That's not an issue anymore. But, um, I mean, he's only 21. He needs a rest. He's yeah. just fucking carried England. <laughs> yeah, and you look at that um, long term too. He's carried us the last two seasons as well. He's been our player of the year the last two years in a row. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a lot of pressure um, for some. Like he, you'd probably almost rather him take that time off. I think that the extra extended time off he was offered, but 
I do love that he didn't want it and he just wanted to get back training and being with the boys. Uh, yeah. Um, just It just goes to show their mentality and what they want to achieve and show and prove when the season restarts again. Um, they know how big this season is going to be. They all know. And I think that's really being emphasised by their mentality. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, especially the boys coming back from the World Cup. They want to get back into it. Um, it's a big game to restart. West Ham at home on the on Boxing Day. It is. Um, yeah, I am fucking looking forward to it. Mm. Holy heck, it is. I'm so fucking keen for it. Um, I would imagine it would be a, like a standard lineup now that you know, touch wood, everyone's fit. Obviously, far from Gabriel Jesus. Uh, obviously, and Kedia will probably be the favourite to come in for him. Um, I'm so fucking keen for it. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, we've been deprived of the prem in November, and December for a month. Yeah. For a month, <laughs> mate. <laughs> um, yeah. What are your thoughts? Um, I'm not super, super invested in these two friendlies. It's like in terms of being competitive and getting a result. Um, it's literally just about fitness at this point and getting that fluidity back within the squad. Um, yeah, I do love the fact that all of those guys have been like, well, fuck this, I'm going back, I'm being around my team and getting ready to go again. Um, yeah, hopefully they're all fit and there aren't too many niggles around the, around the squad. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's, I don't know, they're doing like hot weather training over there. So they're going to be conditioned when they're back. They just will be, they'll they'll be fit. Um, probably fitter than most other Premier League clubs, I think. Um, I can't imagine there's many other teams doing something like that. Hmm. Um, I think Liverpool are also in this Dubai Cup or yep. whatever they're calling it. Yep. Obviously, we're not versing them, um, so they must be versing other teams. Yeah, Again, it's just like friendly, so different pools and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't really been invested in it a lot. Um, but, yeah, just keen to see the boys back in the prem. Mm-hmm. West Ham's going to be... West Ham at home is going to be a great way to start, I think. Um in the fact that West Ham aren't a bad team. So, yeah, it's not like we're coming back and versing a Wolverhampton that in the past have kind of been a little bit underwhelming in their performances, maybe because it was a lower-tier team, but West Ham being West Ham, you'd hope that they'd be switched on, especially considering the situation that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um and being at home as well. I'll tell you what, that uh, Emirates Stadium, I expect to be full to the brim. Yeah, um, fucking 100%. Up I think, yeah. Yeah, look, and West Ham yeah. are <laughs> having had a great first half of the season. They're sat in 15th with 14 points. Um, but it's not something you can take for granted because they, they do have quality in that team, so anything can happen there. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Man. Looking at the top of the table, we've still got a game in hand on three and four. Um, Newcastle are in third with 30 points. Spurs are in fourth with 29 points. We're on 37. 
Um, don't want to start doing math this early. Um, in the season hasn't kicked back off yet, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's, I think anything other than three points against West Ham is going to be pretty pretty hard to swallow. Yeah, especially the first game back. Yeah, yeah, need especially. to have a statement of intent from the jump, being like we're still here, we're still trying to do this. Um, exactly, um, and I believe like. I have no doubt in my mind that Arteta's been ramming that down their throats as well. Like, mm-hmm. this is not a break. We're here to fucking win kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we've all seen the the post-game, um, the post-game conversations. I don't know if you can say conversations <laughs> is the right word, but essentially from the, um, the Doco series, that's, um, yeah, Arteta's no need to fuck around, that's for sure. Um, a name that I actually didn't see from that team was Zinchenko. Um, He's definitely there. He's in Dubai. Okay. Yeah, right. Um, I hope he's all good. I mean, should, I, there's no, there's been no reports that he's injured, but that's just something I just thought of then. Um, in terms of like that mentality and, you know, him coming yeah. from there just to see. I do, I expect him to start. So obviously he's fit in that. Um, won't get into that a lot because... Um, there's obviously a couple of weeks to go to the World Cup and, you know, a lot can happen in that time too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, just keen for it to start again. I'm so fucking keen for it to start again. Um, <laughs> even just looking at the table again, like, just being up top just fucking gets me going. <laughs> Honestly. Five points in front of City, and then you know, likes Liverpool. I have a soft spot for Liverpool, but they're down at sixth on 22 points. They can like, fucking stay 15, there for all I care. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, we're 15 points in front of Liverpool at, at 14 games in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, anyway, just yeah, it's just fucking amazing. So, hopefully, the boys can come back and rip in. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I had to say on that, mate. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll go in more depth when it's closer. Um, <laughs> it's not a great deal to talk about now. Yeah, exactly, mate. Um, not much has been happening. And, yeah, um, one thing I do want to go head first into is we had put a post out on Instagram saying if you could add one player in January to bolster the squad, who would it be? Um did you? We touched on it briefly because um, there's been quite a few rumours come out since Jesus has been injured um, about you know potential links, talking to clubs, talking to players, agents, etc. Um, did you? We touched on this last potty. You said you wanted to bring in someone like Jonathan David. Have you sort of changed your stance there, or is that sort of where you'd lean? Um, I think he's. I think he's an excellent striker. Someone that I have thought of. That would probably be a possibility now. Uh, a realistic possibility would be Joao Felix, mm-hmm. um, and that was one of the names that was mentioned in the um, in our Insta post. Uh, I think he's a fucking excellent striker, silky, silky motherfucker. Um, yeah, really good to watch. Probably you'd nearly say a proven centre forward as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be fair to say. He would fit 
in terms of Atletico, a very defensive setup. So he's doing a lot of that work that Jesus is doing anyway. Um, I've thought about this way too much. I've already got my head in way too deep into it. Um, but <laughs> he would fit in well. He's in that age bracket that we're going for. Um, obviously, there's a lot of Portuguese-speaking guys in the squad now with all the Brazilians, Cedric, Fabio Vieira, so slot in reasonably well. Um, and, yeah, he would be doing a lot of that defensive work that we need our striker to be doing to play the way we want to because um, he's just used to it already. I don't think he gets to show enough at Atletico what he can do going forward. Um, so it would be an interesting one to to get. Um, I know he's out of contract soon, so maybe they'd take less money for him. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I have seen a lot of articles and posts and shit. None of it verified by any means, but, yeah, it'd be, be an interesting one. We've seen, have you seen Fab post about him yet or not? I uh, don't believe so. Not anything outside of maybe Arsenal knocked on the door, but nothing concrete at all. Yeah, okay. And obviously, as we all know, Fab is the first one to know, and that's where we get all of our information yeah. from. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so I think on that note, or what you just said, yeah, I think he would be an, an ideal fit. Obviously, in the ideal world, Gabriel Jesus wouldn't have got injured, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, who do you reckon? Who do who, like, have you changed your opinion on? Who did you say last week? Um, ba, 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 I can't remember. I think I said Mbola. Um, but that oh, was just, yeah, that was more just like a fun, maybe he'd work, maybe he wouldn't type of vibe. Um, yeah. I, I, was, I want Mudrick, I think. Um, I think I'm sort of sold on that just in terms of that is clearly our priority. That is Edu and Mikel's priority. And if they're convinced on that, it's got me 100% convinced. If they want him, I want him. Um, and if that's the priority, if that's the only signing they want to make, then that, I'm happy with that. I'll, yeah, okay. Yeah, all my eggs are in their basket. Like, I'm just, yeah, fully trusting what they want to do. Well, um, obviously, there's some yeah. fun guys you can have a conversation about. Um, Zaha's out of contract next window. Um you know, people have thrown Ivan Tony around, players like that from the Prem. Um, I'm not super sold on either of those, but it's fun to talk about and think about, really. Yeah, it is. Um, another name was Victor Osserman yeah. um, from the Italian League. Who's he play for? Napoli. Yeah, Napoli. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I'm not super sold on on players from those leagues. Like, I just don't have that confidence. Um, purely because the Premier League's just levels and levels above. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially the Italian League and the French League now. Like, there's no debating. And, like, there's no debating that there's just a couple of teams in those those competitions, those leagues that just stand out. And, like, until, yeah. I mean, we've seen it time and time again where... Big players have come to the Prem and just shit bad, really. So, um, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not sold on like the awesome. And I know he's linked with United, but yeah, they get linked with everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most of the time, 
people that go to United end up shooting the bed anyway. So yeah. Um, so yeah. I'll just list out all the names that came through on Instagram. So Mudrick was the main one that came through a fair bit. Um, Felix as well. Um, Yuri Tillemans. Um, you know my thoughts and feelings on him. I'd love to see him there. Um, I don't think Zaha's out of the realms of possibility, honestly. Um, he's out of contract, not in January, but the following window. Um, maybe that could happen. Um, yeah, Ivan Tony, um, Aussie Man, and I've been seeing a lot of Depay chat today um, around Arsenal, but also around United, Chelsea, Galatasaray, a lot of other clubs poking at him. Um, I don't really want Depay necessarily, I don't think. Um, just based off his stint at United, he was really, really poor, um, really underwhelming. Um, that would be someone you'd have to fork out a lot of money for. Barca are in the mud financially, so they would be asking for a lot, I think. Um, and he's on a lot of money as well. So is the likes of Zaha, these guys are the big players in their teams. They're on a lot of money and they'd want it that matched. Um, and for someone who'd be a replacement at the end of the day, I don't think it's worth it long term. Because that's something we, and obviously Edu and Arteta really thought about, is he can't just be a three-month replacement. Mm-hmm. They want to make it someone's going actually going to be worth it, you know? And fit as well, like, for the long term. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And we have this theme where, you know, Jacques and Party are by far the oldest players in the team. Everyone else is... They're still kids, really. <laughs> yeah, even like Jesus, um, he's one of the senior guys in that team. He's 25. <laughs> like. Exactly right. Exactly right. And I was saying just before, like, Depay's 28, mm-hmm. and I don't really see him being moulded or fitted to, to the way we play now. I think um, he's a great striker. He's not a Premier League football player, though. He's, he's, I think it's as simple as that. Yeah, and that's probably fair to say, too, so... Yeah, I. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think for me, Joao Felix would be the pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, like what you were just saying before, Barteta and and Edu are, are set on Mudrick, Then yeah, I'll um, yeah, follow in their shoes for sure. Because if there's anything to say of this season, especially, so we've got to trust them. Have to trust them. Hey. Yeah. And they've proven that we can trust them, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens when January comes around and who's available, who's not available. and Yeah, and it'll yeah. have to be something that... How do I word that? Like, wouldn't upset uh, Nketiah as well. Um, so, like, someone like Mudrick wouldn't be playing in that spot necessarily, but we can rotate around Mudrick coming in. So Martinelli can come in the middle. It's not taking a load of minutes away from Eddie. Um, Because if we buy, if we've just given Eddie this big contract, a new number, all of that, and then all of a sudden we're spending, you know, say 60 million pounds on Zaha, like Eddie's going to feel like shit. You know what I mean? It's like they're not trusting him. Um, So I'm, first of all, I'm excited to see Eddie and what he can do. Um, with an extended run in the starting team. Um, but, yeah, it's going to have to be someone that fits the whole squad, I think. It doesn't, yeah, take away from anyone else that's already working, I think. Yeah, no, that's a good way of looking at it too, Gav. Um, 
Yeah, I actually never really thought about it like that. Because right now, obviously, as we were saying before, confidence is, is so such a big factor to play. It's um, instrumental, really, in terms of the performances of, either, of an individual player. And now more than ever, Eddie needs that confidence. He needs to be backed by Arteta and Edu, especially, and the rest of his team. And I'm sure they do. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you said last week that Arteta has... 100% faith in him, and that's really good to hear. So we want to hear that, and we we do want to see Eddie do well. But I think last week I was really writing him off, and like I think that just goes off our performance at the end of last year. Like I just I don't think he did that well, but yeah, this is a new season, so uh, yeah, I hope he takes the opportunity with two hands and. Yeah, bangs in a few goals, gets us a few dubs, so, yeah. Yeah, and I think we're good enough. Like, we're not in a position where we have been in previous years where we're relying on our striker, our centre-forward, to be scoring the vast majority of the goals. It's just not where we're at. Um, so, yeah, I don't think spending even, like, £50 million-plus on a striker right now is necessary, I don't think. Yeah, um, a lot of those guys. That's a lot of money. Yeah, a lot of those guys we're linked with are going to cost around that. By the time you add in a transfer fee, agent fees, add-ons, wages, all of that shit, um, yeah, it's all going to add up. And every player on that list is going to cost a fair bit, unless we wait and get them for free, which isn't going to help in this time that Hazus is injured. Yeah, um, I guess like, yeah, like on that note, we do have to sign someone though. Mm-hmm. We've just read that Balogun's not coming back. He's going to 100% stay in France. And like I was saying last week, Eddie won't be able to play 180 minutes a week. There's just not a chance that he can. I mean, 180 minutes is just accounting for Europa League and the Prem, let alone the FA Cup as well. Like, we're going to have to sign someone. Um, it just depends on who it is and how much we're going to spend, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. But Eddie, yeah, I have no doubt that we'll sign the striker, but I just don't know who it will be at this time. Yeah, and there's whispers, I haven't seen it like properly confirmed yet, and it won't be for this season, but apparently we've reached an agreement for Indica for next season, so he'll finish his contract, where's he at, Frankfurt? Yeah, correct. Yeah, so he's finishing his contract with Frankfurt, which is this season, and then we've got him for free <laughs> the following window, apparently. Um, and just for anyone that doesn't really know who that is. It's a he's a centre back. Um, from my from what you said, he also can play six as well. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which is good depth. Great depth to add as well. Um, we look at squads like Madrid and, and City, and they have depth. It's why they're so good. So the more depth, the better. Yeah. Not not opposed to it, that's for sure. Mm. I can't say I've watched a lot of him, but uh, you know Frankfurt won. The Europa League last year, or was it the year before? I'm not um, too sure now, I can't quite remember. Anytime we've bad out of the Europa League, I've stopped watching. Yeah, I don't really keep up to it the best of times. So. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, so good to, good to see depth. Good to see depth. So. Yeah, and a lot of the transfer talk is on a centre-forward, um, warranted, I think, to a degree. Or, yeah, a forward, rather. Um, 
but I wouldn't be opposed to, and not to beat the same drum, and, um, but a backup for Jacko and or Party. If they do go down, we do need a quality, probably an older player there, I think, someone with quality and experience. Um, I haven't seen a whole heap of links or rumours or anything like that. Um, yeah, so it would be interesting to see if we go down that road in January. I don't know if we will. Um, it seems like Mudrick is the number one priority and he's probably going to cost a fair bit, I think. Yeah, probably yeah, around that 40, 50 mil mark, isn't he? It could be more. I don't know. Yeah, I know okay. Shakhtar had a like 90 million um, transfer fee on him. Um, but yeah, he is out of contract, so they're just simply going to have to take less. I just don't know how much less. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. We'll see what happens. Only time will tell, obviously. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who we have by the end of Gen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we just need that depth, hey? We just mm. need that depth. Depth and, is really what, fucking and quality and depth as well. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The, yeah, yeah. It can't be a, like we had last year. Like the there were players there who could play a role, but not to the standard. Like the drop off was just so big. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. Um, there are a couple, we could probably list a few names. So there's really no point. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, mate, that's that's does it for uh, for myself. Is there anything else you wanted to chat about? No, that just about wraps me up, man. We'll punch out another podcast relatively soon. Um, yeah, dive into World Cup games again, and if there's any more Arsenal news, I doubt it. But yeah, we'll plan that one out soon. Yeah, mate, sounds good. Uh, easy. Um, thanks again for listening, guys. Um, if you're not already following on Instagram, give us a follow at Gunners GM. You'll find all of our links there to all of our streaming platforms and we'll be posting daily content there um, on anything Arsenal-related directly or whatever World Cup is left. Um, Yeah, feel free to share all of that. Um, And thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers, guys.